When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett will be here uh, for about the next hour getting you ready for this upcoming Saturday's Nebraska-Louisiana Tech game, 2.30 kick uh, this week on BTN. And guys, we're 2.30 again next week against Michigan back on Fox. That'll be the third time this year uh, Nebraska has played a game on Fox. But um, a lot of news, a lot of things to get to in what we like to call opening headlines here of the show. Uh, First and foremost, uh, injuries. Um, They kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, we knew some guys got nicked up in that game uh, but I don't think any of us sat in our chairs Monday for that press conference with Matt Rule around noon expecting to hear that both Gabe Irvin Jr. and Ramir Johnson are now out for the season. Uh, Irvin Jr. out with a hip, Ramir Johnson out with a shoulder injury, and all of a sudden now Nebraska is going back to Anthony Grant, who had some flashes last week but didn't even play a snap at Colorado. Uh, the tables have turned about as quickly, Steve Sipple, as they possibly can with that running back room. It's really heartbreaking uh, for the two veteran running backs. It's a tough blow for the team. I mean, this is remember – what, remember what rule Matt always says. They want to hit Nebraska with bo- – or they want to hit opponents with body blows, body blows, body blows. Well, Ramir Johnson and particularly Gabe Irvin were body blow guys. And you so in their veterans, I talked a lot a lot in the recent weeks about I love that room because they have three veteran guys, Gabe Irvin, Ramir, games. Ramir Johnson, yeah, and, and Anthony Grant. Now they're down to one. I mean, they're down to one in a in a flash, just like that. Mm-hmm. Only three games in, they're down to one. Now I happen to think the one is their best one, but. And you've been strong on that since right. the beginning. Yeah, and I've, I've seen nothing to lead me to believe otherwise. Um, Other than a fumble with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's had a fumble issue in August and one fumble against Minnesota where he got punched out. But he, um, he had 915 yards last year. So here we go. It's his show. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what Rule said. It's, it's Anthony Grant's show now. I guess the good news is that he's no stranger to that. He had 70% of their carries last season from all their rushing attempts. So he's used to that kind of workload. I guess the the concern is when you go back to last season and when he did have that kind of workload, you know, we we talked a lot about it. He seemed to slow down a little bit. You know, that that took a toll on him physically where he was not the same runner for the first three weeks of the last half of the season. And so now... With that being said, they, they got to have other guys step up. Emmett Johnson seems to be the next man up in that conversation as maybe the projected new number two. And I guess the good news is they really like him. They've been kind of talking about him for a while now. He's a second-year player. 
He hasn't carried the ball in a game before, but you know he's been on the field at kick return. He was a special teams guy that is going to get his shot now. And so you know some some young he's fresh legs paired with Anthony Grant. And then after that, we'll kind of see what happens with the rest of that room. But um, you know Quentin Ives, the freshman, has been getting a lot of talk. Um, he's got to wonder kind of the, the mental jump that's facing him right now to becoming a, a regular contributor. But they're still okay, I think. I'm, I'm with you. I think that Anthony Grant, as long as he holds on to the football, you can, you can win games with him, especially if he can get some help behind him. Well, and the pressure's off Grant now. I felt like he was under a lot of pressure in August because they were pushing Gabe Urban Jr. so hard to take the job that he had a year ago. And, I, you know, these guys act, react differently. I look at this room now – it's a race to figure out how do you find 200 yards. Um, and it can't all be from the running backs. Mm-hmm. The quarterbacks are in the There you ball. go. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think you – and that's where yeah. the quarterback situation with both Harburg and um, Jeff Sims, I think you've got to figure out a way to utilize those guys. But can you what, – what's the most realistic number you can get out of that line of running backs? Can you get 150 a game? Can you get 130 a game? Um, I mean, you got to get 100. That's that's a given. Oh yeah, uh, but it's not a given. I mean, like you got to have 200 rushing yards to win in this league for Nebraska. Yeah. You said something. Well, you said a couple things that are critical. But the big takeaway for me now that we're talking about it is, well, think about rules plan this year. The plan, how to win. It's body blows, body blows with the running game. Have a have a defense you can lean on and win in the fourth quarter. Now, the question that you we probably need to ask Matt Rule now and probably should have been asked Monday had I been on my toes is can you still have that plan without without two of your veteran running backs that you are counting on heavily? Can it still be that plan? Do you have to how much do you have to adjust? Sean mentioned it. The quarterback yeah. thing is huge. And, and, yeah, go ahead, Rob. See, that's that's the answer right there. Is I think regardless of who starts this game and who starts for the rest of the season, both of those guys need to play. Harburg and Sims, and they need to play and they need to run the ball. <laughs> and you saw what Harburg can do. He's basically a running back out. Oh, he can. Jeff really Sims run is it. a physical runner. They can really run. And so you got two big, physical, fast quarterbacks that are essentially like running backs out there. <laughs> and so I think that you utilize both of them frequently to where they become a big part of that answer of Anthony Grant and who it's Anthony Grant, those two quarterbacks, you can't be predictable, whatever. Though. Oh, I know. I know. But I think that that, that kind of goes towards unpredictability to where you, you have a running quarterback that can be a dual threat guy. Like now you lean into that. I think even more like it, the traditional running game, you get what you can out of it. But I think that zone read, that read option type thing, that has to be even more of what they base their offensive identity on going forward. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we talk opening headlines. Let's get on Heinrich Harburg here now in that subject because he made his first start. And, you know, I said this earlier in the week. I go, he he looked like a guy knowing that this might be his only chance to, to, to make a statement because, let's be honest, at a big Power 5 school, it's so hard for the third, fourth guy to come out of nowhere and get the, the job. There's so many other political factors with highly recruited guys that come in, transfer guys that come in, NIL, all these things. This was his shot, and he made the most of it where everyone's talking about Heiner Carberg to the point Steve Sipple has led the campaign to uh, have a Harburger um, <laughs> launch, a hamburger. And you know maybe, yeah. maybe in Kearney, where he's from, there's a great burger spot that reopened called The Cellar. Oh, 
um, in Kearney. Oh. Renowned. Basement, old school type place. Oh. The seller needs to come out with the Harburger. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. It's got to be a double because he's a big dude. Yeah. It's got to be a double and there's got to be some kick to it. So like a flame thrower burger. Maybe Mike at Cunningham's could come out with the Harburger. Yeah. It gotta mm. be, there got to be some kick. Like a, it better be, oh, I don't know, just some kick. And I, I um, no, Harbur- listen, Harburger was impressive. <laughs> Harburger. <laughs> now we're just like saying <laughs> In that game. He was. He, he captured my imagination. He really did. I mean, because of a lot of different things, some intangible, some tangible. I, you watch him in warm-ups. He was the dude. You knew who was going to be the starter, and he, he handled it. Mm-hmm. There, Sean, you mentioned it. You, you kind of mentioned it. it the, all of this, the magnitude of this occasion for him, but he was loose enough. He handled it really well. He just handled it like a dude, mm-hmm. like a leader. The guys played for him. He wanted it bad, but he didn't tighten up. Mm-hmm. So... And, he, and, man, he lowers that shoulder into defenders, and that's a good look. Yeah, so the the question I have going forward is, can he continue to play with that reckless abandon as a guy that is trying to win a job every week? I don't think that's probably wise. Now, that said, he's a big guy. He's big, strong, and fast. And he he's probably more suited to take on those kinds of hits than most quarterbacks. But that being said, you got to keep your guy healthy. And big guys get hurt, that's too. Fair. But what I, to your point is when he was in those situations where things didn't go well, when the protection broke down or the receivers were getting open or whatever it was, he didn't force it. He, he ran and scrambled and got a few yards. He yeah, threw he the ball away. You know, he, he didn't look like a guy that was overwhelmed by that moment. For a player that is really getting thrown into the fire the way that he was, that was about as impressive as oh, anything yeah. for me. Well, oh, the yeah. turning point was in the third quarter. I mean, mm-hmm. it was 14-3, to three and he was kind of in a stalemate. Once Northern Illinois kind of adjusted to him, there wasn't a lot of offense happening until Brian Buscini's punt gave them seven points. Um, the third quarter where he made four straight third-down conversions in a row on the best drive by far we've seen from Nebraska this season, 14 plays, 76 yards, nearly eight minutes. They ran 23 plays in the quarter. A lot of that had to do with those four third-down plays, most notably the throw to Fedoni where he rolled it out to the sideline. I mean, that was a gunslinger play. That was a, an elite throw that we hadn't seen really Jeff Sims make the first two weeks. I did not know what to expect, and he exceeded my expect. I mean, I didn't expect what I saw. I mean, it's got to be very blunt. I didn't. You thought more like it was going to be like an Andrew Bunch type deal. Yeah, a little bit, maybe a little hesitant, um, but he wasn't. He was not hesitant. He was the opposite. Mm-hmm. He was very assertive. He was very strong. He was in command. That's, I mean, one. I mean, we always look at the same things. A lot of the same things: completion percentage. Did he take care of the ball? How did he run it? Also, I look at command. Uh, was he in command of the offense? Was it? Were they continually having stupid breakdowns? No, they weren't. I mean, he he had control of the huddle. He had control of the line of scrimmage. He was in control. <laughs> he was ready, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was. So I think. Now, can he play running back? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he probably looked good at running yeah, he back. He basically did last week. Yeah. No. But he ran 21 it, times for 98 yards. Yeah. So here, here's probably another X factor we haven't really talked about. Not only did he play hard and do a lot of the right things, guys were rallying around him. Yep. I think they, they kind of fed off of that energy. He's well-liked. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's something to be said for that. When you get oh, yeah. when you your offense buying into you as the leader, 
there's that, that can take you a long way. All right, when we come back, we'll talk more offensive storylines here as we get you ready for Saturday's Louisiana Tech game. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Washett as we get you ready for Saturday's Louisiana Tech game set for 2.30 on the BTN. Before we get to that, though, this segment of the show brought to you by CHI Health. Reminder, September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. This year, it's estimated that over 288,000 men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer and over 34,000 men will die from the disease. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, and I want to remind you to talk to your health care provider and when to begin your prostate cancer screenings. Men over age of 50 should talk with their health care provider uh, about when to begin your screenings. Find your prostate cancer early uh, means making your treatment easier. If you don't have a provider, visit chihealth.com to find a provider in a CHI Health clinic near you. And by the way, uh, former Husker Tyler Evans just started at CHI Health. Remember wide receiver out of Waverly? Um, How could he be that old? He is a a dermatologist there on 40 of the Yankee Hills, so uh, had to stop in there uh, (laughs) Sunday night for a family deal. There's Tyler right there, former Husker. Um, good to see Tyler um, making the most and getting going. But uh, let's get into the offensive storylines. And we, we've already kind of hit on the quarterback and the running back. But I thought it was interesting to hear Marcus Satterfield say on Tuesday that Jeff Sims took 50 and even said 55% of the reps. Does that lead you to believe that Jeff Sims could be the starter this week? Yeah, I mean, well. Yeah, I mean, he could. He could. Of course he could because Rule has said if he's healthy, he'll be the starter. Now, I just don't know if that's changed. I mean, it makes you wonder. Rule said that last week, that if Sims is 100%, he'll be with the ones. Now, again, the, 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 the situation's changed. Sean, some of it will come down to how well is he moving, Sims. And then the other part, I thought the most interesting thing Satterfield said today was they're both going to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both going to – now, you could say, well, what did you expect? Well, to hear him say it means a lot. Now, how's that going to look? It, it, he, he indicated simultaneously that they'll both be on the field at times. I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. Like, who's playing where? Who's playing quarterback and who's split out? I don't – you could – I could – I could see a situation where sometimes it's Harburg taking a snap and Sims somewhere else, and sometimes where Sims taking a snap and Harburg is somewhere else. And I don't mean on the sideline. Mm-hmm. We've I mean already seen field. Harburg. Yeah, we've I mean, seen he's that. He's caught a pass yeah. in a game this season. Yeah, so, against Minnesota. I mean, he's run multiple routes. I mean, that's, but he's a quarterback. That's in his repertoire. So, I mean, like, if you wanted to do these new wrinkles and find new ways to add more punch to your offense, that is very much already in the playbook to where you could still roll with Sims at quarterback, but that Harburg could be under center or he could be a, a skill position player somewhere else. So that, that gives you options. But I think just going back to how Rule has kind of responded to questions about this from the jump, he's insisted that Jeff Sims is their quarterback. And again, we don't know how much that has changed I since know. Saturday. Yeah. If Sims is healthy, though, it would not surprise me if they give him the nod with an early rotation with Harburg, though. What did Rule say, though, that was interesting Saturday, that we've got to play like we're a defensive-minded football team, mm-hmm. meaning they've got to just build the right system to complement this defense because it was their defense in the special teams Saturday 
that kind of set things up for that game to turn. Yeah. And then eventually, the way they play football wore down Northern Illinois. Now, can that work every week? Can they? Yeah. We saw the fullback Barrett Liebentrap played nine snaps, but was outstanding. I mean, with the lead blocking and you know how much of that is realistic against Michigan? Though, are they just going to eat right. that for lunch and just right. say, "What is this?" You know, we're like this is easy to stop. We're we've got a lead NFL players. We're going to blow this up every time. So, you know, it's going to be interesting how they build this because I do think they want to keep building around this defense. Which means, when you, I, when, what I hear when you say that is they just want to keep hammering it at people on the ground. That, that's the question. Can you still do that with, without Ramir Johnson and mainly without Gabe Irvin, who is a hammer back? I mean, that's, that's what he is, six foot 220, and he, he, he really wears on defenses. Now he's gone. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to – I don't know how that's going to look. Well, another thing with this, this quarterback discussion, who's going to play how much, is – what we still need to see Jeff Sims do is take care of the football. Yeah. I mean, that could give you an answer very quickly. Oh, yeah. If he rolls out there and throws a pick or fumbles on the opening possession, it's Harburg's show, in my opinion. And I, there's no going back after that. Well, here's the deal. If Rule wanted to start Harburg, all he would have to do is say, hey, guys, the variable, it came down to turnovers. We just – Heinrich took care of the football. And Though Jeff, he did lose a fumble. Jeff had – yeah, he did. He did. I, I, yeah. And Jeff – Jeff didn't. Now, Rule, though, has pointed out, and we need to give voice to this because we haven't yet, Heinrich played a much easier opponent in a much easier situation. Um, Sims went into two hostile environments. You can debate all you want how good Colorado and Minnesota are. They're not, they're not great teams, but th- those environments were hostile. Or like mm-hmm. at Nebraska, how could you not get up? For that environment, I mean, the way the stadium was set. I mean, look, look at this. I mean, look look at the the light show and mm-hmm. the drone show. And I mean, if you if you're not excited and juiced up to play in that type of deal, and if that's I mean that that's about as good of a home field advantage as you're going to get. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it was it was it was wonderful. So and it was let's face it. Let's face it. It was important. And maybe they want to see Sims at home. See how he responds at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he comes out and looks. Much like the guy we thought he'd be at home. Yeah. Well, it depends what you thought he'd be. That's the thing. I mean, I think a lot of people were unconvinced that he was he was going to be different than the guy he was at Georgia Tech. The coaches had me pretty convinced he was di- he was going to be different. Now it's back to he's got to prove it. Mm-hmm. He's got to prove it now. I mean, because a lot of people are like, no, he's just a Georgia Tech guy that came in here with 30 touchdown passes and 27 picks. Mm. That's just who he is. And another layer to this, too, say Jeff Sims starts and you know doesn't even turn the ball over. What if he goes three and out? How's that crowd going to react? You know, When Harburg was announced as the starter on Saturday, the roar was notable. Like, the crowd was all in. It was Wyatt Mazur level. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, Wyatt Mazur. Wyatt Mazur. Uh, There's a name. <laughs> but, like, that's another element to it. Like, we've seen when Nebraska can kind of eat its own a little bit, especially at the quarterback position, when a guy, oh, yeah. they, they've turned the page before the coaching staff, things can get uncomfortable a little bit there. So, what? So say they like what Sims does this week, he's healthy, they give him the nod, they better hope things go well for him to where that that part of it can kind of go away right out of the bed. Because if he struggles early, turnovers or not, there's going to be some murmurs that oh, yeah. will gradually build if, as long as the production doesn't happen. Here's the other thing now. There's tape on Harburg. So teams are going to make adjustments. Yeah. They're going to study Good him. Point. Remember Great when there was point. no tape on, right. on um, 
Luke McCaffrey. Yep. He looked pretty dang good. good Remember point. when there was tape on him, what Lovey Smith did to him? Mm-hmm. Probably had one of the worst quarterback performances we've ever seen at Nebraska in a long time against a bottom team with a coach that got fired that year. Yep. That 2020 McCaffrey performance was a perfect example. Like, they got they beat Penn State. Everyone thought, oh, McCaffrey. And then <laughs> it looked awful the next week against right. Illinois. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be careful because teams will – these coaches make a lot of money in this league, and they're going to make adjustments to Absolutely. Harburg. And some of the things that were there for him this week, they're not going to be there against Michigan. Yeah, and they make some money in Conference USA today too. <laughs> so, so Louisiana Tech will definitely have an advantage of seeing Harburg on film. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to shift the discussion now to defensive storylines. Tony White's defense uh, really playing at a high level. We'll weigh, on, weigh in on that and more. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washed as uh, we talk defensive storylines. But before we get to that, uh, once again, thank you to our great sponsor here for the 2023 football season, Bauer Underground. Bauer Underground is helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future and is looking for members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employee-paid health insurance, um, dental, disability, vision, life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience is needed in the underground utility world. They'll train you up with the right people, get you going in the field. Uh, Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook or view their testimonials from current Bauer teammates. Uh, hear more about their experiences, the company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned with company crews and work sites across Nebraska. Wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. All right, let's get um, into now these defensive storylines, guys. 35 defenders played in that game Saturday night. 27 of those guys played more than 10 snaps. I mean, they are making it where no one's really having to play about much more than 30 to 40 tops. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen that. I mean, we, we no. saw a year ago guys like Colton Feast were having to play 60, 70 snaps. Ty Robinson was playing that many snaps. Uh, they've done a great job of developing this group. And most importantly, it makes all these guys feel like they're a piece of this right now. And I think that builds good culture. Well, and there you go, Sean. It's a philosophy. That's what Tony White said this week that that it comes down to a coach's philosophy. Some coaches don't like playing a lot of different players. They like rolling with a fewer, a much fewer number than that. But I think you you identified it perfectly. I mean, nobody asked White why they use that philosophy. I think nobody asked him because it's sort of self-evident. It's what Sean said: builds culture, keeps guys active. But also, by the way, boy, people don't want to hear this, but I'm going to say it. It's sort of a nod to the former coaching staff. I mean, they, they left them with a lot of players that can play. Because mm-hmm. there's some of the, the transfer portal guys playing, and there's some, there's some new, new guys, freshmen out there. But it's a lot of – this, this defense is led by returning players. And it's got a lot of guys that are playing – that didn't get a chance. I mean, they were good enough to play, but never got the opportunity because Nebraska just didn't rotate. And 
Some easy examples of that are Javen Wright, Makai um, Bayer. I mean, guys that Omar Brown, Omar Brown are clearly Deshaun good enough, Singleton. but they just couldn't get on the field. Right. And so by rotating as much, you're not only keeping your top line guys fresh, you're not only keeping that sense of urgency where you always have to be ready, you're providing legitimate opportunities for guys to show what they can do. And I think when you have that kind of renewed confidence in yourself, then that leads to your improved level of play on the field. And you're seeing that with guys that are really taking significant steps in their individual play and it's collectively making for a really good And defense. it goes back to how they practice. Uh, more guys get reps and practice during the week. Not, not much standing around. Nope. And I, I think that, that helps you play better on Saturdays. And um, you, I, I think the other thing, too, is, and I've said this before to you guys, when you're worried about saving your job, you rotate and coach differently. And unfortunately, we've seen that a lot over the years where coaches' jobs are on, on the line and they kind of get blinders on and don't sub anybody on. And you're seeing linebacker. I mean, there was guys like playing like 70, 80 snaps at linebacker. I mean, there was a year where mm-hmm. DiCaprio Boodle played like 1,300 snaps or just something <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, it was something ridiculous. No, I mean, it was the most I'd ever seen, yeah. um, you know, where they just didn't rotate. Now, with that said, defensive backs generally don't rotate a lot. It's the front seven guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are coaching this team and this defense to develop for the future. We can't emphasize enough the practice element of that they don't they don't have guys standing around because we bitched about it for years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean we so we can't we can't just gloss over that, right? How many times did we talk about, well, they got too many guys standing around at practice. They got too many guys stand Bo, come on, Bo, you got too many guys standing around. Riley, God dang it, you got too many guys standing around. Frost. Now now finally they are, you know, they're, they're using guys all the time. And they're not having guys stand around. So, and I do think it, show, I, it shows. It's an interesting. Now, we got to see. I don't want to pump the brakes, but there's still, there's still a lot of football to be played. You want to see if they can continue at a high level. The one thing i got to add here is they're not going to see a long line of great offenses. I mean, even Michigan right now is 61st nationally in total offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to play Northwestern, it's 125th. You're going to play Purdue, 68th or so. Um, Illinois, who's eight in the 80s. Um, you know, there's a couple in there that are pretty high, like Maryland's high, but they haven't really played. They haven't, they haven't played a very good schedule so far. It's this defense. It could get really interesting. In part because they, there's not great there's not great offenses on this schedule. Mm-hmm. There's not. Um, I think. I mean, Michigan probably will be better than Colorado's offense up front for sure. Up front, but you know they're not running it that well this year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, they're, they've been a little off. So I don't know, but anyway, I would expect high level defense to continue to be played throughout the schedule. Well, for me, it's. I mean, for going into the season, the biggest question was the defensive line and whether they'd be able yeah. to hold up. And granted, they haven't faced yeah. outside of Minnesota a real known commodity as far as a rushing offense is concerned, but they've more than exceeded oh, expectations. Yeah. Nash Hutmacher is playing at an all Big, Tevel, Big Ten level right now. Ty Robinson's playing the best football of his career right now. And then those young guys, whether it be Lenhart or Princewell, Blaze Gunnarsson, all of those guys are consistently elevating their game each week that they play. And so that, I think, when you look at why this defense has been what they have been, is because the defensive line has been as good as anybody could have hoped for. One, well, the thing that's missing now 
is more turnovers, but a defensive touchdown. And that's oh, coming. Yeah. That's coming. There's going to be more turnovers. that just quick strike defensive play from this unit where they score seven. Mm-hmm. And they need that. Like, oh, they, they need it more than ever right now with what's happened to their offense. So can they make that game-changing pick six, fumble recovery for a touchdown, whatever? Because this team, to get a win in the Big Ten Conference for them right now, they're going to they're gonna need plays like that. Yeah. to help them over the top. That goes to special teams, too. I mean, they need more explosive plays from their return Like game. a pump block. They're not getting either. anything right now. I mean, it's they're not having, like, the crippling mistakes on the return game, but they're they're not getting, outside of Ramir Johnson, who's not playing anymore, they haven't gotten much. And so if you want to play like Iowa, you know what they do, how Iowa wins games? They get defensive scores and huge special teams yeah. plays. Well, Kansas State does the same thing. Yeah. I mean, their special teams play is outstanding. They return kicks and punts all the time. Oh, what's more fun than a block punt? Oh, yeah. That's that's a party, <laughs> and they went after. They're getting one, close. They did yeah. go after one punt. I They're know Saturday, and they were close. Uh, it was good to see Bushini back, though. Yeah, Bushini punted the ball well against Northern Illinois after struggling against Colorado. He, it seemed like he, re- well, we talked about it. maybe getting. He was getting spooked a little bit by the by the rush. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think, um, or that's what Bill Bush thought. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I, I, I I'll mean, take his who, opinion. Knows? who knows? Who they knows? They were getting in there pretty quick. And they then were. You rush your routine up. Right. Right. Seemed a little more settled against Northern Illinois. All right. Uh, when we come back, it will take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Washett, Abby Barmore joining us here for the mailbag. But Steve Sippel, before we get to the mailbag, the mailbag brought to you by... Larson Motors. Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Sean or anybody, if you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one spot. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram really has never been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com. That's LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right, now it's time for the mailbag. Abby Barmore, where do we start off this adventure? Okay, first one. With the injuries at running back, do you think Nebraska would switch a player to running back or maybe use fullbacks more? Hmm. No, and Sybil brought this up to me. Like, what about Janiron Bonner? And he shot it down summarily. Well, because I, I look at the running back, you got to have that one cut. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Janiron Bonner, Liebentritt, they're not like that. The wiggle. We were talking about the wiggle that you see with Anthony Grant when he gets. He, he, they don't have that. I mean, you don't know that for sure, but probably not. Bonner. Bonner was a receiver. I know. It's basically a tight end that lines up as an H back fullback. Mm-hmm. Big difference in saying he could play tailback, considering he broke his femur bone. Well, then we're not going to suggest that Harburg plays tailback or Sims plays tailback because it's the same thing, right? Yeah, I just I think you can get creative with zone reads and wildcats. Okay. I wouldn't rule out things like that as quickly as you do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you need to do that. Because you, you have two big, physical, fast quarterbacks that you can rotate with. <laughs> You've got 
a running back that's proven he can carry a heavy workload. <laughs> so you don't really need to rotate all that much with him, assuming he's what you need him to be. And I think you got two young guys that maybe this is uh, one of the silver linings to this whole situation is Emmett Johnson's going to get a chance. They really like him. Let's see what he can do. You got Quentin Ives, who was one of the kind of higher profile guys in that recruiting class. Mm-hmm. It's going to get thrown into the fire and he's going to get his opportunity, which could benefit him mm-hmm. long term. So I don't think you need to like make this more complicated than it is. I mean, I think Not yet. You, you still got a good running back room no. and you still have two good running quarterbacks. Quentin Ives, I'm very intrigued because when they had those all-access shows, um, a look in on YouTube, there were a couple moments where you like saw some plays from him. You're like, okay, this kid has something. Um, and and you, you got to wonder if he'll get some series in this game. Oh, yeah, you really wonder. He almost, he almost has to, I, I would think. I think ideally they would like Do they it. like him better than Emmett Johnson? That's the question. Well, those guys will battle every day now. Mm -hmm. All right, next question. Okay. Does Jeff Sims have to be 100% for them to consider starting or playing him? God, that's a question. That's a – I mean, I don't know. How do you know without watching practice? Mm -hmm. Ankles are weird. Yep. Barry Switzer once – Gary Sattemeyer said this on the show once that Barry Switzer said on ankle injuries, he's like, if you have an ankle, you always will have it. Like, it, 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 it can linger the whole year. It's a matter of how you treat it, tape it, take care of it. I mean, and Robin's around a lot of it on basketball. I mean, ankles are funny. I mean, you can yeah. see guys have world-class performances on bad ankles and look like garbage the next week. Yeah, yeah. and the fact that they linger as long as they do, too, they're kind of like hamstrings to where they never, like you said, quite go away. You can manage them, and how well you're able to play through them is kind of the ultimate factor until you can give it the extended necessary amount of rest. And a week usually isn't good enough especially if it's high ankle sprain high ankle sprain is weeks plural before you're even supposed to and return to field it's so, a lot of tendons too. Yeah. it's not bones and so you might feel good but then you step the wrong way ah. or you get hit or yeah. it gets twisted all of a yeah. sudden you're back to square oh yeah you feel that pain I mean, I, and it happens quickly yeah. okay so i've turned my ankle the traditional way many times uh-huh. in sports but have you ever done it the other way the inside no. way God. i did that I think so embarrassingly outside of target once <laughs> a couple years ago and sure you want to admit this? <laughs> Nobody felt down? bad for me. Yeah, somebody saw. Um, actually, go down? Somebody saw me. You know, Kedrick Ford, the basketball player. Yeah. His wife Sally saw me. She's like, "Oh, are you okay?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I was in a lot of pain." How'd you um, do it? But it hurt. Like that injury takes like three months on an ankle. Did you? Were you wearing a boot? Yeah, I wore a boot. I so that. I knew a foot doctor, and he goes, "You got to go get that looked at." Like it could be Dr. Robert Greenhagen, a friend of mine from high school. He mm-hmm. goes, "Go get that looked at." Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's like a tendon inside, and ankles are weird like that. I mean, and so every morning I'd wake up and it was painful. But then once I started walking on it, got the blood going, it was fine. Mm. And that, that that's how these ankle injuries are for Jeff Sims. I'm sure he wakes up and feels the pain. Yeah. And then you get going on it, yeah. and that that's when, you know, you have to kind of learn how to tolerate and. Mm-hmm. It's I don't all about know. pain management and not having any setbacks to re-aggravate it to where you have to do it all over again. Turning it inside, though, versus the other way, way worse. I think I did turn it inside once. But anyway, I'm sorry about that, Sean. You, you, it's like a rubber band tendon that I just stretched. Mm-hmm. And I got to wear a boot for a while. And wearing I a, kind of remember this now. I hate wearing a boot because then everyone thinks like, Something serious happened to you. It's really not that. You're just trying to keep weight off it. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with your foot, Sean? <laughs> Everywhere you go, it's like, are you okay? I'm like, God dang it. Like, I'm just not going to wear it because I don't want to deal with all this crap. Next question. Oh, 
Okay, Sorry, what a Sean. transition, right? Um, yeah. Nebraska had a lot of official visitors this weekend and just visitors in general. Where does Brandon Baker specifically stand after his visit or any other guys really high in Nebraska right now? So they actually had two. We found out Jay Sean Ross, the four-star pass rusher from Kansas City, was here for an official, not an unofficial. He's Whoa. teammates with Keelan Smith. Uh, Will Smith's son that was here, or um, Neil Smith's son, Neil excuse Smith. me. <laughs> Will Smith's son, I'll be damned. <laughs> Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to Brandon Baker, you know, the visit was outstanding. It was his third trip for his entire family to Nebraska. They were here in March. They are here in April, now September. Um, Gary Baker Jr., the older brother of Brandon that played D-line for Oregon, was here with his wife, and then the other Baker brother was here, too, so there, there was eight of them here, uh, excuse me, seven of them that were here this weekend for the weekend. So um, it went as well as you can imagine, but I still think where Nebraska's at as a program compared to the other people involved. I mean, the NIL is going to be the NIL. A guy like this is going to get whatever the market value dictates, whether it's Texas, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Nebraska. Um, I think those are the three teams involved. Um, you know, Georgia to an extent was involved. Florida State uh, was in there, but... You know, everybody to this point, every prediction nationally has him going to Texas, but mm. I still think Nebraska went a long way with him to even get to this point. Yeah, they hey, it was quite a spectacle when he came out. Jim Pillen. Yeah, that also he was the what well, he was the last recruit out uh, out of many. I mean, and and he came out with the cheerleaders with the cheerleaders behind him. That had to be planned, right? Uh, that it was it was quite a it was pretty cool actually. Well, then there was you got the I mean, royal treatment, and I don't know how staged that was, but Jim Pillen and him probably talked for a good five minutes, staged on the field, and they were like out on the. I mean, it was like almost a photo. I got a great photo of like Governor Pillen shaking his hand, and I mean, it was just like whoa. I mean, how many other places is the governor involved? And there's the uh, how many there other is. places is the governor involved talking to a football recruit? Probably in this southeastern conference, it happens sometimes. Yeah, but in Alabama, you got Auburn. Yeah, you're so rolling the dice on that one. You're, you're splitting point. your votes in half. Yeah, you got Troy. You got I mean, you yeah. got multiple Division One programs. Yeah, Troy fans would probably abandon you. <laughs> I no, you're, you're right. No, you're that's a good point. You're Arkansas good point. maybe. Uh, maybe yeah, what, about, Arkansas. what about Kentucky? Maybe West no, Virginia, Louisville, and Kentucky. But even in West Virginia, you got Marshall. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you. So I think a place like Nebraska—that's what's so unique about no. it. It's, very hard to not find people in this place that are behind Nebraska football. Mm. Um, so that was qu- quite the moment. All right, Abby, um, looks like we have time. Final question. Okay, our last one. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but if a restaurant were to debut a Harburger, what would you put on it? Mm. You'd have to put pepper jack cheese on it. Right? Why? It, kick. Okay. I'm big on the kick because he plays with some kick. Okay. It needs to be a big burger with some kick. How big? Quarter, double half pound double. half pound yeah i'm just saying double i don't know how well, you guys i don't i've never eaten a double so i don't even know what we're talking about could but, you char uh, <laughs> the high harburger like char it with some like blackened spices there you, there you go, go. Now, there you go yeah. there you go i would do quarter pound nebraska beef topped with a split grilled schnitzel what's schnitzel like a german sausage Ooh. with some 
Because he's German. With oh some sauerkraut God. and Limburger cheese. Really lean into the German. I mean, you get Heinrich Harburg. You got to go German spin <laughs> on that, right? Sauerkraut. With some, with some Dijon mustard Easy with the sauerkraut, though. Some people are just not going to get it because of sauerkraut. Well, people love Ooh, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's amazing. People love sauerkraut. I mean, I like it, but I, I think some people go, I don't want it. Well, then don't get the Harburger. <laughs> <laughs> There's a combo at another restaurant. God, I like get. your idea. <laughs> I like your idea a lot. We're not putting an egg on this? Uh-uh. That seems a little extreme. Yeah. I don't know if eggs and schnitzel. I'll let you that actually be pretty good. I love your idea. Somebody's going to make that hey. work. Well, I think he, if he has another couple good games in a row. One. One more. It'll, it'll happen. It will get interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you, Abby. You've been busy with volleyball, too. So it's um, good to see them off to a great start. And you've, you've got to see some very good matches the last few weeks. Yeah, it's been awesome. Nebraska's played three ranked opponents out of the last four and beat Stanford in four sets on the road last week. And now they're starting the Big Ten this week with another couple of top 25 opponents. So it's really kicking in now. Let's go. All right. Well, uh, (laughs) that wraps it up for the mailbag. When we come back, we'll talk Big Ten games last week and what to watch this week. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Before we get to the Big Ten games last week and this upcoming week, uh, this final segment brought to you by Caldera Lab Men's Skin Care. Uh, you brush your teeth every day. Why is that? Because it's a healthy part of your day and you don't want bad teeth. I want you to take it another step and add skin care habits to your daily routine. I just did, and I promise you, you're never going back. I'm hooked on Caldera Lab. Use it this morning again, guys. Uh, just simple, takes less than a minute to do, um, helps k- keep your face look younger, fresher, cleaner. Um, it's a three-step regimen. Um, you, it comes with three products. Like I said, it takes less than a minute to do. Um, so add Caldera Lab to your daily routine as you get ready to go uh, to work in the morning or uh, go to bed at night. Uh, we've got a great deal right now for our Husker Online listeners. Uh, get 20% off by visiting calderalab.com by using promo code HUSKER. That's 20% off at calderalab.com with promo code HUSKER. Thanks again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring the Husker Online Show. All right, guys, let's get into the Big Ten um, in, in the games last week. I'm going to fire through what we learned. Wisconsin takes out Georgia Southern. That was somewhat of a game for about two quarters, um, and then Wisconsin pulled away. You saw uh, Braylon Allen have 94 yards rushing on 12 carries, 35-14. Louisville takes out Indiana, 21-14. But I will say Indiana is playing, you know, tough football. They're not just going away. Tom Allen's giving it hell. I know people think he's on the hot seat. He is. Um, but they played Ohio State tough. They played Louisville very tough. Penn State goes into Champaign, wins 30-13 to um, as uh, they took care of – the Illini, but that Illini defense gave Penn State a lot of problems. I mean, Penn State struggled to run the ball at a high level, and they were, you know, it was a physical Big Ten game. Minnesota loses 31-13 at North Carolina. That is the Gophers' first loss of the year. Duke hammers Northwestern 38-14. Rutgers now 3-0. They play Michigan this week, by the way, and they take out Virginia Tech 35-16. Iowa, a 41-10 winner over Western Michigan, now ranked, now squarely the top team in the Big Ten West, just based on overall wins and losses for these first three weeks. 
uh, Ohio State all over Western Kentucky, 63-10. Washington was a 41-7 winner in East Lansing. Days later, Mel Tucker um, officially fired, or at least in the process of now being fired uh, by Michigan State. Uh, Michigan over Bowling Green, 31-16. And then Syracuse goes into West Lafayette, beats the Boilermakers for the second year in a row, 35-20. Syracuse 3-0. Maryland, 42-14 winners over Virginia. Maryland 3-0 as uh, they go into conference play undefeated. Guys, what jumped out to you about last week's games? Michigan State being down 35-0 on their home field um, jumps out to me. Um, I mean, they're in trouble, obviously. I mean, it's it's just a it's sort of a wreck there. But being down 35-0, now, the other part of that is, uh, with a little national slant here, Washington's a national title contender, and they have maybe the most logical candidate in my mind right now for the Heisman, Michael Penix who's got three 400-yard-plus passing games, 12 touchdown passes, one pick. They, they have a stat, like potential picks. He's only thrown two passes that were even judged to be potential picks. He's operating at an incredibly high level. He's got three outstanding receivers to throw to. Washington is loaded up, boys. DeBoer's a good coach. Kalen DeBoer. South Dakota guy. Yeah. Loaded. Grew up a Husker fan. Followed Nebraska football. Yeah, they're loaded. And and I would not be surprised to see them in the Final Four at all. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting to see Wisconsin kind of get going a little bit. I mean, that Washington Sean, State loss. Sean, hold on. Georgia yeah. Southern had six turnovers. Yeah. Okay, six turnovers. I thought Wisconsin did turn it on in the second half, but, man, I mean – they, come on. I mean, they got handed the ball six times. Hey, how about Drake, some of that? Drake May throwing for 414 yards on Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder if Nebraska could throw the ball a little bit in that game, the type of plays they could have had down the field. North Carolina couldn't run it. Yeah, Minnesota, that game, I mean, it ended up being lopsided. But I thought they hung a little bit tougher than I expected. I thought Carolina was just going to roll in from start to finish. It was They put up more of a fight than I expected and so i guess you know if you're nebraska that bodes well that you know they're they're not a <laughs> complete embarrassment at this point how about ruckers three and oh for the third straight year ruckers three and oh for the third straight they, western are Temple, they good virginia or is tech. virginia tech like virginia tech's really bad ruckers right got now. a really ruckers got a real defense i believe that's a real defense you saw it last year remember we were there were we there last year or was that two years it was yeah. last year the they, they were nissan titan trip yeah that's a hard-hitting defense. You saw it firsthand. They crunch you. I think it's real. I don't know about their offense. All right, let's fly through uh, this week's games. Um, don't have a lot of time here. Wisconsin at Purdue. That's an 11 a.m. Wow. Sorry, that's a Friday night game. Wisconsin at Purdue. Oh, wow. Friday night football. Let's go. Uh, Wisconsin, a six-point favorite. Rutgers at Michigan. Yeah. Uh, we'll find Knight, out about Rutgers. 24-point dog on the road. Hmm. Illinois hosting FAU without Casey Thompson. Uh, Casey Thompson mm. out for the season with an ACL injury. Illinois, a 14-point favorite only at home. Wow. Only Nebraska, 20-point favorite, uh, 230 game. Michigan State is a 7.5-point dog against Maryland. That's an NBC game at 230. Akron at Indiana. Penn State is the game of the week on CBS. That's Iowa at Penn State, 14.5-point line. 
Um, that's the I guess the Big Ten's package game of the week. Uh, Ohio State's at Notre Dame. That is the national game of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State a three point favorite in South Bend, and then Minnesota at Northwestern. Uh, only eleven and a half point favorites um, are the Gophers on the road at a struggling Northwestern team. Guys, quick thoughts on this week's games. Obviously, Ohio State Notre Dame is the big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean how Iowa does at Penn State because right now they're the clear favorites in the West but they're going to go into that game without their top two running backs and their number one tight end I mean they got beat up in that win last week so they're they're going to get thrown into it they're going to get jackhammered we'll see is that the whiteout game too yeah 14 and a half points against Iowa that's that's a lot Penn State covers I mean that's it they're going to get a night game oh they're going to get jackhammered and good weather there I mean it load up load up on Penn State just a little gambling advice. Um, that's pervasive in our society. We can bring it to the show. That's yeah, legal. Um, go ahead. Fitting on an Iowa game. Oh. Um. <laughs> hey, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Come I mean, on. There's a bunch of Iowa guys you're going to have money on. Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State, Notre Dame. I mean, that that's a de facto playoff game. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of game that the if Notre Dame wins it, they're in the playoff discussion. If they lose it, they're out. Same goes – Ohio State can win their way back in if they lose this game. Isn't it, isn't it interesting, Sean, that when they go to 12 teams, it won't be as much a de facto playoff this game. Is like you a can qu- lose that. This is like a quarterfinal round of 16 game here. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it, but if it's a 12-teamer, you, you don't have to win this. No, Notre you, Dame can lose this game and right. be good. But yeah. I'll tell you this year, all five Power 5 leagues feel like they have a team that can get in. Mm-hmm. It's wide open. It's more wide open than usual. And the SEC could get left out. You could find eight teams or nine teams, I think, that could make, if make the four. The Georgia four. loses with that schedule. They have no strength of schedule. Mm. And you can't just give them the reputation spot if they don't have any quality wins. What if Alabama loses? Old, I mean, the SEC is going to have a hard time. Ooh, that would be amazing if they got left out. Oh, they would lose their minds. Oh, God. Yeah. It ain't happening. It won't. I mean, no, it. If George, I mean, Georgia's got a clear path, but we'll see. Um, you know, Pac-12 looks like they have a path to one spot. The Big Ten's definitely got a path. Yeah, Texas has got a path in the Big Ten 12. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 has three viable candidates. Now, if US Florida State loses to Clemson, they could be out of it. Yeah, yeah the, the Pac-12 has three viable teams right USC, now. USC, Washington, and Oregon? Yeah, yeah. Um, Florida State, you're right. Now, Florida State's at Clemson. That'll be tough. Florida State's got to play Miami too. Miami looks a little tougher than, a lot tougher than last Miami year. Miami could play them way, the way. Oh in. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Well, lots to keep up on. Make sure again you join us for our post game show. We had over fifteen thousand views, guys, on the post game show last week. So it was a late night, but a fun late night. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar, we'll be on. Let's see. The game will end at six. We're we're shooting for about an eight thirty post game. So uh, get on your YouTube channel. Follow us here in Husker Online. Uh, we'll put it on the podcast. You can watch the replay. Uh, but join us for the post-game live show uh, later this week and all the great coverage on HuskerOnline.com. For Steve Sipple, Robin Washette, I'm Sean Callahan signing off here for another edition of the Husker Online Show. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.